Welcome to the All People's Leadership Podcast, and we again are taking this over to continue to bring resources to you in the midst of the COVID-19 crisis. And so I'm sitting here with Kendall Laughlin, and we have a special guest with us, Craig Muster, as well as our own beloved worship leader to share with you some things after a hour of, of prayer that have just gotten sweeter and sweeter and sweeter as we've gone. Kendall, take us into our topic. Great. Well, um, you know, there's so many ways people respond to crisis, right? People respond in fear. Other people can respond in self-strength. And then, of course, there's the naturally wisdom pieces of what to do and take care of your family and things like that. But I think what we all know is that God oftentimes has us respond in the opposite spirit, right? And he responds to, he has us respond to crisis by actually crazy enough responding in worship and worshiping him in struggle, worshiping him in the storm, worshiping him in the crisis. And so we have two amazing uh, worship leaders here who are gifted from God to lead people in that. So we're going to interview Stephen and Craig just for a few minutes on the topic of worshiping in the crisis. So first of all, this personally, um, how are you guys as worship leaders responding at this time and what's kind of feeding you and causing you to worship God in a fresh way? Hey, hey, thank you, Kendall. Thank you, Robert. Um, this is Stephen. Yeah, I think that in this time of storm, um, I've just been reminded of so many previous storms um, where some of the sweetest relationship with God was founded. I think of when I was younger, about to graduate college, when I lost my younger brother, he passed away at 20, and the deep worship songs that, that were birthed in that time, um, and they weren't trying to be worship songs. They were just me just alone with God, really reaching out, trying to grab a hold of God. And um, there was a song I wrote called Hallelujah, God is in the Fire, and I was thinking of the, uh, the three men, the friends of Daniel, and when they were in the fire, even the king saw that there was a fourth person, and we know that that was God. God had met them in the fire. So I think that the number one thing that's been happening for me is remembering so many other times. And I think when you look back, hindsight's always twenty twenty. <laughs> so it, it actually feels sweet to think of those times. Um, and so that's, what, that's the main thing I've been doing. And so I've been pressing in, and this time, um, kind of trying to see, can I bring some of that sweetness into this time instead of letting heartache um, take over. So that's, that's something I've been doing. You know, one thing that also makes me think about Steven is the world needs artists right now. The world needs yeah. creatives to inspire them and give them hope. And, uh, God's giving you that voice, but, uh, yeah, it's an important time for songwriting and worshiping God that kind of way. Absolutely. Yep. Absolutely. Craig, what's on your heart? Yeah. What an opportunity right now to, um, push past our comfort zone in so many ways so you get the opportunity it creatives we like comfort which is it's it's, it's interesting but but our, our greatest creativity come in places of discomfort so i found it to be a time number one where uh i heard i think it was ed sort of also say that that the light burns um burns farthest the one that burns brightest in the home and so what i found is is any place that I'm finding that itch to lead worship and you know we don't we're not able to meet in large groups man I'm pushing all of that into my home 
Yeah. Like, I'm remembering where it all started, right, Stephen? I mean, it started for us just hanging out with God in our own homes. It didn't start mm, with totally. us trying to fulfill this role of being this worship leader, quote unquote. We just love God and yeah. we would worship him whether we were leading worship or not. We would worship him. Mm. And so it reminded me of that. And then it just reminded me that our authority works really well at home. Um, what we God go. has called us to, our creativity works really well with our kids, with our wife. Um, and, and so it's, it's brought me back into the simplicity. And I found I've been, I've been convicted more in the last four to six weeks by the Holy Spirit with those hurt so good moments where he's calling me up to who I really am, mm. right? And showing me places that I've been just playing a role. Yeah. You know, it just I get comfortable. I'm just playing a role. I'm not even showing up with my heart. I'm showing up with my gift. Mm-hmm. And and he convicts me. And so this has been an amazing experience of okay, God, that's right. Reminding me of this is about my friendship with God. It's about being with him. And um, so I'm loving it. I'm loving it in the midst of all of it. So I know that um you know, people and, and maybe men can look at you guys different. You guys are both manly men, but I think that men can sometimes Thank go, you. that's a unique guy that just lives to worship. And man, I'm, I'm maybe more of a hands-on kind of guy, or I'm a rough and tumble kind of guy, or, you know, I'm a, a, a doer, not a worshiper. I, I, I really think in this time, guys, and I'm hearing you say this, this is a time for all of us to take deeper steps into worship, to make worship a more of a part of our life, especially as we have time. But what would you say to the people that worship's just not natural? What are just some practicals they could do to step into a little more worship in their everyday life as all of us have a little more time at home, mm-hmm. uh, have uh, fewer activities we're rushing to? Just give us some, some one, two, three practicals, uh, each of you, just right off the top of your head. Yeah, I think I think what's interesting is the last the last couple of days, some of my deeper times of really connecting with God have been while I've been weed eating my weeds in the okay. front lawn. So yeah. I'm not looking for some perfect quiet moment. I'm literally having weeds shoot up in my face. You know, I am pressing through dirt and all kinds of weird things. But it's it's an on the go thing. I think lots of times guys think it's I got to sit down and find some perfect quiet mood, mood and it, 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 t- it kicks you out of doing. Um, but for me, one of my favorite pictures in the Bible of someone who was really trying to connect with God, and that's what worship is for me, a deeper connection with God. Um, I love the story because he actually fails in the middle of it, and then we get to learn from his mistake. Uh, Peter, in Matthew 14, sees Jesus walking on the water, yeah. and he's like, is this you? Call me. I want, I want to come out, you know? So he gets to walk on the water, um, and then he freaks out. He sees all the wind. He sees the waves. He's terrified, um, calls on God to save him. And it says in verse 31, Jesus immediately reached out and grabbed him. And I think of the force of that. just pulling him up out of the water. Um, and I think of, if I could learn from Peter, it would be that as I'm going through my daily activities, whether I'm weed eating or just going about my life, that I would be reaching out and grabbing for God. And so I'm trying to have those conversations, asking him what's on his heart. Um, and maybe I'm doing kind of what I'm doing right now. I'm thinking of scriptures that have meant something to me mm-hmm. or heroes of mine um, as I go through my daily life. That's what comes to my mind as you ask that question. Yeah, that's that's really good. We know in Hebrew, the word for worship is avoda. And the word for work in Hebrew is avoda. It's the same word because with the Hebrew mindset, 
every every act of work is is intended to be an act of worship. What we do is we get to decide who we're worshiping with our work. So when we're afraid and we're outworking because we're afraid, then then we're giving attention to something. It's not it's we're not supposed to stop from working. It's just we're supposed to work unto the Lord. So there we go. as soon as that clicked for me, it, it became this right. I mean that dividing line between sacred and secular in versus no everything in God is it's either holy or unholy it's not sacred and secular everything we're doing is an act of worship the question is who are we worshiping with it come on so I, I do those three steps awareness acknowledgement and engage once I'm aware that God is with me I acknowledge him and I engage with him no matter where I'm at good aware acknowledge engage which means the first step aware is really easy like I tell people all the time, just be just the first thing you want to do in the morning is just be aware that he's with you and don't do anything till you're aware. It might take you 30 seconds or it might take you five minutes, but trust me, it's not going to take long before you're aware he's with you. There we go. Then everything else happens. Once you're aware he's with you, of course, you're going to acknowledge him and then you're going to want to engage with him. And Psalm, I think it's 24, one of my favorite Psalms, when crisis hits like this in our lives, whether it's personal or whether it's worldwide, our first reaction usually when crisis hits is we want to strategize and gain control of the situation in order to find peace. Hmm. What God does is he shifts that and says, don't strategize yourself or gain control to get peace. Connect to me first. Yeah. And so Psalm 24 says, lift up your heads. Oh, you gates of the king of glory come in. Worship in crisis, the privileges of us as worshipers in crisis is to lift our heads to him first to see his majesty, to see how powerful he is. Now that could be you're, you're surfing or you're yeah. doing the weeds outside. Yeah. It's not just singing, it's, it's engaging, experiencing him in everyday life until who he is becomes your focus. When that happens, you lift your head, right? You're lifting your head, the king of glory comes in and then it begins to describe this king of glory, how powerful he is. But you're a gate, which means that he's the reason why he's wanting us to worship first instead of strategize first is because if you strategize or try to strategize first before you have connection to God, your strategies will be puny. They'll be small. <laughs> You'll be after trying to survive self-preservation. Oh, no. Terror will hit and your strategies will try to mimic true peace and they cannot even come close to bringing peace that the majesty of God brings. Come on. I mean, this we're talking Jesus. In yeah. him, all things hold together. Colossians. Jesus, the name above every other name. He's in us. There we go. He's in us when we're doing everything. Come on. So when you tap into that and lift your head up and begin to worship, when you go into connection to God first, then strategies come and you get this boldness that you had never gotten before. You start to speak things into existence you never would have had faith for. And everyday life becomes an adventure with God rather than surviving. Yeah, man. Oh, I love it. So good. Let me throw in my just two cents worth on a super practical that I've found through the years is helpful is actually open your mouth, yeah. right? Make yeah. a noise. So uh, what I'm finding is, uh, you know, the world's crazy right now. It's okay if people think I'm crazy. So if I'll just start actually out loud speaking out who Jesus is or just out loud actually sing the song that's playing in my, my earphones, yeah. then um, it pulls my spirit. 
I actually feel something in my body and it focuses my mind. You know, when I'm just kind of listening, my mind can be all over the place. When I actually start purposefully saying the words, speaking the words, singing the words, shouting the words, then I feel my whole being going into worship. That's so good. Yeah, you know, um, one guy said it this way, the miracles in your mouth. And uh, yeah. there's something about uh, saying praises to God out loud. Yes. Um, you know, I was doing a very similar thing, Stephen. I was working in my yard this last week, and I have a little Amazon $20 Bluetooth speaker, and I just put it out there, and I thought, yeah, yeah. all my neighbors are listening right now. This is a great opportunity. Now, it wasn't 6 a.m. It was 2 p.m. Come on. You know, there's a verse about not, there's a verse about morning, not right? dressing your neighbor too early in the morning because you right. won't be their friend anymore. But, man, I just went for it because I was so convicted. You know, when we were praying and worshiping the other day, we saw these people coming. Uh, we, 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 we saw a social media post and it was, it, they weren't worshiping, but they were kind of in Italy, they were coming out into their balconies and they were singing an Italian song. Yeah. And it was kind of a beautiful yeah. thing. And as we were praying, we said, Lord, let that be a worship movement <laughs> yeah. where people come out of their windows and praise you. And then the next day, the, next night, the church in Italy, on, everyone got out their window singing, raise a hallelujah. Wow. The Pope saying, hey, we're going to ring a bell five times a day. Everyone's going to come out of their windows and pray and worship. Woo. And so I was like, hey, I'm not going to be passed up by Italy. Come and so that's what I was doing in my yard. So, okay, let's close real quick. All four of us, why don't you share one worship song that's feeding your heart? right now that people can latch on to uh, for this week. Anybody got a song they want to share with the group? You don't have to sing it, just the name of it. <laughs> <laughs> well, the song that's been hitting me over and over, I don't know, I hadn't found it or heard it, but this song that so many people have sung, Sovereign Over Us, mm, has great. just been amazing. That, that he is with us in the pain and that he is sovereign over us. And I am putting great, great... Uh, Man, faith in that phrase that he is sovereign over us in this time. Amen. There's a, an old um, hymn called His Eyes on the Sparrow, and it was most made famous to me watching Sister Act 2 as a kid, and Lauren Hill and Tanya Blount start singing it, and it is just blowing me away. I'm just like, why would I be discouraged? Why would I let shadows come? Jesus is my portion. So, that song's been rocking me, kind of for an oldie. Oh, yeah. She sang that on um, Sister Act. Yeah. Yeah, right? That's Sister a good one. Why? That's a, yeah. yeah. Come on. That is good. Yeah, I've been listening to a lot of the worship from Jesus Image of 2019 on YouTube. It's amazing. One of the songs on there is Alpha and Omega. Great. Oh, powerful choir song. Wow. Blows your mind. Come on. The Blessing, new song that's out. Everybody knows it. Come on. Such a great song. Yes. I think they they wrote it and turned it out real quick, knowing that people needed a blessing, and yeah. uh, it's a powerful declaration. All right. It's a great week to worship. We'll be back next time on the All People's Leadership Podcast. Thanks so much.